is up, Internet? What do you mean, you people? My name is Matthew Kroll. And get your hands out of my pocket. My name is Shahir Dow. And this is the only podcast about movies special edition entitled... Can Batman be black. That is right. This is our representation in Hollywood episode. And bold title. Bold title. Yes. I know. <laughs> uh, and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Uh, and also, I mean, we look, we were you and I are so diverse. Uh, <laughs> You've got a Fijian, New Zealand, Indian, and you. And you have the whitest New Englander you know. Uh, so we had to bring in people th- that were far more just experts on all of these topics that, uh, than either of us. So we brought in some heavy hitters. Uh, you're, ex- you're very excited about this. I'm this, super this excited. This is an exciting moment for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think I'll our audience should take a pause just, just right now okay. and just let you breathe this moment. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do the intro If anyone's listened slow. to our Overwatch episode, you know how much. Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay, here we go. Inhale and exhale. Oh, shit. What was that voice? Uh, well, uh, well, I'll tell you who that voice was. Dear listeners, it is my pleasure to introduce an amazing actor and voiceover artist who you may know from the affair on Showtime or as the voice behind Overwatch's master hacker, Sombra. Also, the YouTube show Hispanglo Saxon, which just won an Amahian Award uh, for the best web series. Good uh, yeah, and uh, the queen of all things boop. Carolina Ravasa, what is up? What is up, Sombra Online? There we go. Oh, damn. That all went over my head, except for The Affair, which I love that show. It's a really good show. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who else we got you here? Okay, we had to bring another heavy hitter. And if we, if you're going to bring in the gaming heavy hitter of race and representation, <laughs> I got to bring in... My guy, who actually, we've only met a couple of times, so I'm going to try and intro this kind of like, maybe like the McGregor Mayweather fight, you know, I'll just like, I'll just, I'll just list off the things. Speak from your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Host of True TV's Comedy Knockout, co-host of In the Conversation, cast member of Guy Code and Uncommon Sense with Charlemagne the God, and you may have even seen him in The Amazing Spider-Man and HBO's The Night Of, the incredibly funny, ludicrously hysterical Damien Lemon, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Ludicrously hysterical. <laughs> I was just looking like for like that. the That's most different. polysyllabic oh, words I could you I know, like use to shit. like intro this very, very funny man, yeah. very talented guy, I, and I'm very happy to have you on the show. That sounds like a rap bar from the 90s. Ludicrous. Ludicrously. Yeah, you got to get all the syllables. You yeah. got to quote that on thank the Thank you. Press, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludicrously yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Ludicrously. I really worked on that That might one. be the name of my tour. I've been needing a name. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's a long ass hat. No one will know how to spell it. I don't. I won't either. So that's what we'll talk about for the first five minutes. So guys, if you're a listener and you've just joined us for the first time on this episode, I have to say you're joining us at a strange period in our lives. This is a... I guess you could say it's a transitory episode, although we're not transitioning are we, are we to anything. And changing? We are changing. We're evolving. Okay. This is a special episode, kind of like our getting good at um, video game movies yep. episode. Uh, also, our test of time episode, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an episode which is not specific to any movie, any one particular movie. But this originated because of a conversation Matt and I had at the end of, I believe it was The Big Sick. I, am I right about that? It probably was. It probably was. Yeah. Seems like a likely contender. Mm. At the end of the conversation about the big sick, for some reason, Matt and I started talking about race and representation on film. And I think the conversation like went on for like, you know, a good we hour and a half. about an hour and a half. Which is, which is unusual because what we like to do as soon as we've ch- done the podcast is get the fuck is out of each other's face. never talk to each other We again. don't like to interact mm. out of, we, out of this room. Uh, we, we normally fight a lot. Yeah. Good, uh, right. so, so this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. All right, all right. But. Tension. Yeah, a little tension, a little tension. <laughs> Audio tension. <laughs> if you'd like to go back and listen to any of our previous episodes where we 
are just fighting about any other, any other movie, you can find us at www.onlymoviepodcast.com or hit us up on uh, email to request a specific film at uh, onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. Housekeeping done. Housekeeping done. Boom. How do you want to start this conversation off, Cher? All right. Like, so speaking from the heart, as Damien said I should. Uh, you shouldn't I th- have told <laughs> I think we were talking a little bit about um, our place on the screen. And I was talking about the fact that I'm a, uh, a, a Fijian Indian New Zealander who's lived, who now lives in America. Wow. And I'm, I don't expect to ever see a person like myself on screen ever at any point. And, and I think, you know, what that led into a bigger conversation about was, was two things. Um, one was, I've just had a son, uh, you know, Congrats. thank you. He's almost two now. Um, that was and, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> I, thank you, Damien. He brings it up every episode like it's something new. It is. And I love your kid. He's awesome. It feels new every yeah. time I look at him. I'm like, congrats. Sound like a brand new congrats. Congrats. Yeah. So he said two years. She was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to retract. Yeah. Yep. Listen, cause every time I go in, I'm like, where did he come from? And like, what is he doing in my house? But, <laughs> but, but I was thinking, I think we got into a conversation about the fact that Mikhail, my son, uh, probably won't see anyone like himself on screen either at any point in his life. He is, uh, he is Indian with a New Zealand heritage. Uh, I guess the Fijian part of him is probably far enough back that it probably mm-hmm. doesn't count anymore. Um, I'm not expecting him to see anyone like himself on screen. And it got into a, into another part of that conversation, which is that I'm a writer director and, um, there was something I was thinking about that, that really struck me, uh, the other day, which was, which was whenever I write any character, they're always default white. Every character I've ever written, I'm writing a, a feature screenplay right now, default white. And I was wondering how that happened and how that came to be and why that was the case. And, and I think that's the starting point for where sure. this conversation began. Well, right after, right after we had this, uh, Carolina, that's when I came across, uh, you were tweeting about Hispanglo-Saxon, your web series. Uh, basically, I mean, do you want to give a breakdown of what Hispanglo-Saxon is? You can do it much better, obviously, than I sure, can. Sure, I'll be real quick. Um, I do a web series where I play all the characters, um, but it, it's personal stories that have happened to me in casting or on the street of New York City. Uh, I am Hispanic. I grew up in Colombia. The country, not, you know, Colombia <laughs> right, University. Right. And, um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't look like a typical Hispanic. Um, I'm a little lighter skinned. And so I go into castings and they, they always question my ethnicity. They, they say, Oh, but you're white. Oh, but you don't speak Spanish. Do you? And I'm like, yes, I do. And then they're like, are you sure you do? And so they, they're questioning my heritage and my ethnicity because I don't look like what they think is Colombian. Um, and also on the street, I get, you know, I get a lot of uh, cat calls that can be extremely rude, lewd, crass, because uh, Latinos assume I don't speak Spanish. Right. Uh, so they're not go. just like, hey, hey, pretty lady. It's more like, it gets really, really dark. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, you know, blood boils inside of me because it's like you can't disrespect me because, just because you think I don't understand your language. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there are vignettes where I, where I'm telling these stories, but, um, uh, why did you ask what? Well, I, I, I will say that in one second. The thing that pulled me in, especially, uh, you just mentioned the, the, the people talking about you in a different language. The episode, I think it was like four or five with, at the, uh, at the, the restaurant. restaurant when you were talking about, yeah. uh, when was that a true story when you were yeah. waiting yeah. table? Yeah. Uh, that was, th- that was so heartbreaking. Basically it was a, it was a character you were playing. Uh, you were, you were yourself, uh, waiting the tables and you were the character who was Brazilian, who was yeah. Brazilian, yeah. uh, and thinking that you couldn't, uh, that you couldn't understand her. Yeah. Uh, and then you dropped the, did you actually do that? You said like, Oh, you forgot your coat. 
Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Oh, and, I, oh, totally called him out. And it yeah. was, it was like, I don't know. It was a heartbreaking moment. And I don't know. That's sort of what pulled me in and just sort of, I watched the rest oh, okay. of the season. The reason I brought it up was because Shahir was talking about how, uh, you know, every every character is sort of uh, it, it, that he's writing is sort of default as white mm-hmm. I, and, and sort of we were trying to come up with where we think that comes from. I mean, where that came from, why that's ingrained in your head, Shahir. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it has the 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 origin of that and the origin of of your experiences that you portray in Spanglo Saxon are, are kind of the same. And I, it's just basically this. Um, I don't even know how to put it, but like for the last however many years, Hollywood has been pumping out shit like going like, oh, Oh, no, this is just how it is. Oh, you're, if you look like this, then you're this. And if you yeah. do that, oh, main characters, yeah, 90% of them are fucking white, straight dudes. Yeah. And like, so it's just, it's, it's, it was interesting and also saddening. Uh, th- just th- like that's like the, the default for where your brain goes to here. That's sort of all the, all the nonsense that you've had to deal with, Carolina. And, and actually, Damien, so. And Damien, we just wanted a funny dude. <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, no, how, no, we, how how has your how has your experience? Because you've been in you've been in major films and shit. Like, what what? How has that been for you? I just want to start by saying I'm a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, just people, so you know what I mean? Because we might have yeah, our yeah. default be like, who's a black guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the you room know, is never, well represented here. I never really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Unless it's like a black, you know, unless you don't, but does casting, like, do you feel like you get called in for the same? Oh yeah. Roles? You definitely yeah. get called in for the typical black type of things. You know what I mean? It's criminal. It's thug. It's, you know, or black guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe that presents its own expectation. But then the same thing is I got, like I went in for the taxi driver and Spider-Man. I'm not sure if it was a black guy, but they wanted a, you know, they wanted a cab driver. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. I try not to, unless it's something that's like, unless it's something that's offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really bug out too much on what the casting breakdown is. Mm. Uh I don't act a whole lot, so I don't see a lot of casting breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more often than not, unless it's something offensive, it's like, come on, really? Right. You know what I mean? But more often than not, it's it could kind of run the gamut. It'll just be Ralph. It won't yeah. be black guy. Right. You know what I mean? It'll gotcha. be like, this guy's an IT guy or whatever, whatever. I typically, like, I'm drawing the things where the character has something going on that's deeper than who they identify as. Right. You know what I mean? Or yeah. who they are seen yeah. as. You know what I mean? Ethnicity. I'll say this though, I do appreciate black characters. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I just do want I want to say that. I think you know? that we in general, I feel like um they they Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, you know, the main, <laughs> we the, we the always main, talk about the, the main guys. Yeah. Man. The main guys are yeah. or white or, or white chicks. Right. And yeah. and then, oh, you know, we need to make this movie diverse. Okay, so uh the cab driver can be they say any ethnicity right. or ethnic. And so that means black, Indian, Sikh, Pakistani, yeah. whatever, right. whatever typical like, you know, Nigerian yeah, yeah. is. And then um, or, or like, OK, well, let's have an Asian best friend. But you never I mean, now I pay attention to it way more. Um, and, and and I think, wow, you know, the main characters are always white and the best friend is always that default, like <laughs> the funny black girl, the, right. you know, awkward Asian, the the Latina who's loud. But they're always the best friends, the sidekicks. It's never the main characters. Yeah. And oh, and they just feel th- the diversity quota comes in on like the, the bit parts, you know. And it's very that's that's true. And even some of the the television stuff that, that I've done in the past where it's like you're you're putting, you know, things together and, and, and it and it feels like from what the executive side of things sometimes like, oh, you're checking boxes and it's like. Right. Mm. Like, 
just get, I don't know. It, it, it always feels very odd. So can I take a back step, just, uh, just yeah. like a half step backwards here? Because we don't want to just talk to you guys as like, you know, actors in Hollywood and this is what you're having to deal with. We're also curious, like, what do you guys like in movies? Like, what do you, you know, like, this is a movie podcast. We're just curious, like, what, what is, what's your jam? Like, what are the movies that kind of like speak to you that you get really passionate about that you want to talk about, you know, or what movies do you just love? I used to be really into because I love acting really dark shit. Yeah. So yeah. I, I loved like really intense stuff. And like and, and as an actress, mm. I want to watch all these actresses I, I admire doing these really tough roles, you know. And lately, I just want to watch comedies. Right. I mean, anything. <laughs> right. Like right. when I've had a tough day or like, you know, if you're going through personal shit, it's just like I just I'm watching Younger right now. Which yep. is so much freaking fun yep. on Hulu. It's mostly white and yeah. I noticed that, but it's just fun. Like I don't need to think and yeah. I unwind. So yeah. lately I am into like crazy comedies and just right. like unwinding with them, you know? I mean, the world itself is dark enough. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know. How about you, Damien? I, you know, it's so funny. I think I might just be conditioned by a good trailer. <laughs> really? Like I don't, I'm not even really seeking anything until I see the trailer and I'm like, all right, that looks interesting. Yeah. I can't really point to, obviously I like, I like, crime i like gangster shit i don't really do a whole lot of uh science fiction that's mm -hmm. not my thing i like a good drama i like comedy mm -hmm. you know what i mean but more importantly like when i think about when you were saying about just checking boxes yeah i'm not mad at checking boxes right. yeah but i think you need to have some nuance with what you're going to do like if you're going to get somebody that's colombian it shouldn't just be that's just because they're Colombian. Right, right, right. You should be like, yo, I know this Colombian actor or actress that does this one thing that's, yeah. so they got range. They, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Why not build a character that is that is not uh, defined racially or orientation right. or right. anything like that and then get, give it to, have a, a wide berth of people audition right. for it yeah. and then go from there. Unless, I, unless I, it's- I have, a, I have a thing about that though. I, th I, I think the reason why- uh, if you do that, it tends to be the case that, that, that defaults to white, like, because, because, yes. the, the, because the problem is, is once you introduce ethnicity into, mm -hmm. into the equation, then that's what that character becomes about. You know, like you need to talk about the ethnicity and, and when you're white, there's a different, there, there's a kind of default nullification of any kind of historical context to this character. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just, Hey, this is the, the, you know, as, as the word that I'm using is default. Yeah. yeah uh, right. And I, and I think that's the, I think that's what happens a hundred percent. I'm saying I, I don't like, I wish it didn't like, I right, I would, I, that's the, yeah. I will say though, lately I have seen a lot more breakdowns that it says, you know, open to all ethnicities and you right. know, I, it's a detective and they are seen every ethnicity or right. she's a doctor and they are seen Asian white, Latino, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever mm -hmm. Arab. So I do think that more and more we're seeing it not as much as we'd like, but I have been going in for roles that are more complex or that aren't just like Latina prostitute. Um, <laughs> you know, really like yeah. I've been lately yoga teacher, detective, doctor, you know, FBI. Agent. Yeah. So I feel like, Oh God, thank you. You know, like, yeah, it's not just, Oh, she's Latina. Let's bring her in for this. It's like, no, she's got an interesting look or she look at her resume and her acting real. Right. Like, yeah. So I think that we're getting there, but it's, you know, it's a long road. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I, you know, like I had just a, an interesting experience was I just directed uh, a car commercial and for a, for a fairly high level brand, I won't say what it was. Um, and, and it was a, <laughs> 
a particular spot where they wanted wasn't to no Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't no Corolla. No, it was high level. Yeah, yeah. high level. That's mm-hmm. that's my definition. I'm completely in the marketing world of vehicles. Kia. Um, <laughs> but um, but but it was the first. This particular brand. It was the first car commercial that they wanted to do with a female lead. And and I thought, okay, that's great. That we, you know we're doing. You know, normally typically it's a guy in the in this car. And then the the thing that I had, and it was a weird moment of realization for me, is that we went through all the casting and it was like, you know, it was completely open to any ethnicity. Um, you know, uh, there was no question about it whatsoever. But once we cast the person, we cast a really great actress. I was very, very happy with this. The problem I started thinking about was like, how do we default, especially in a commercial, which is only 30 seconds long, how do we default explain this woman driving this fairly expensive car on her own in a house by herself. And I was like, and, and I know that sounds terrible. You have to. Exactly. You don't have to, but that, that was, that was the thought process I was having was like, why, why can't I just like, why can't this person just exist in this car? And why can't, why do I have to find ways to define that? Mm. And I think the reason is, is that when you're making stuff and you're on the other side of the camera, what you're thinking about is what's the shorthand for character. So you're trying to think about like, well, what is the shorthand that the audience is going to like understand this thing really quickly? Now I know exactly what you're thinking, which is that I was making a face just so people could, yeah, (laughs) no, no, it's exactly what Carolina was saying as well. It's that the shorthand is, is whatever you want it to be. And it should, it should just be whatever you, you know, if, if this is the case, then this is the case. But I was kind of like, and you know, like I think, the brand was actually really progressive in this, in this regard. They were like, Hey, you know, like we're, we're just going to do this. But I was kind of like, I, I was thinking about like, Oh, how do I sit dress this house so that I give enough information for people to know that this person is like, uh, uh, an independent, successful woman without having to like say that hmm. like, and beca- because in car commercials, uh, or in any kind of commercials, it's, that's a kind of story that there's no, there's not necessarily a shorthand for that story. So you didn't cast a white woman. We did actually. Huh. <laughs> Even in, in more interesting that you're saying that because I would have assumed that maybe, well, again, the mm. woman is the factor. It's not a man. So right. that's why you feel like you have to explain it. But I, I assumed mm. maybe she was black or Latina. No, actually, I think, I think the know, fact that she's not wa- affluent white. No, the fact it was, was young. She was very young for this particular brand of car. Uh-huh. And, and so we were kind of like, is how she do we a YouTuber? Ex- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no. She makes millions if she's a YouTuber. So no, no. And I know this is kind of like, this gets into that, that sort of sensitive territory, but I was that, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about here is Mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we, we're talking about like the way in which we represent people. And, you know, and I think, you know, we've, we've already mentioned the word diversity a couple of times in this conversation, but what does diversity actually mean? And like, what is, it means not white. That's what it means. It's either white or diverse. In this this context, kind of, yeah, like that's. But here's the thing. To me, the thing that's tricky about saying diverse is that you're all, you're still kind of butting up against the baseline and the baseline is white. You know, like when you say diverse, you're not saying, um, you're not saying. Fat white guy. Yeah. you're, You're basically saying the default's still white. We're going to go do something other than that. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and that's, that's the thing I was trying to think about a little bit. Is it, I think it's because historically it has been white. So now we, you know, are moving towards, uh, something more diverse. Once it becomes the norm, it won't be a term we use anymore. I think, you know? Um, so, so I think that like, like why do we do an all black, um, what was that show? Wizard of Oz on CBS or whatever. The Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz. Thank you. You know, it was like, Oh, 
well, that's racist. Why aren't there any white people in there? Why is it all black? <laughs> Guys, the point is it yeah. has been all white forever. So we are making it more diverse. Once this becomes mm. the norm and yeah. once women get paid as much mm. as men do. Exactly, and once, exactly. you know, yeah. this once we don't have to say, you know, like I, we do have to specify gay. Whereas characters that aren't gay aren't set. You don't yeah, specify if they're hetero. Yeah, yeah. So I think we will reach a point where we don't have, you know, it doesn't become so, you know, terminology specific. Right. Um, I want to go back to if, if we can. Yeah, no, please. Yeah, totally. Uh, I was thinking about this a lot. I mean, I, I, my grandma is, is from Wisconsin. She's got blue eyes and, and blonde hair. And so, so yes, there is, there's a lot of white in me yeah, right. um, as much as there is Latino and maybe some Arab because we're from Spain. But um, so I grew up in looking white, you know, and, passing that's a horrible term but you know like people just assume oh here they think i'm a white girl right mm-hmm. um and and so that's th- i was thinking about like when was the first time that i th- i thought about ethnicity being properly portrayed in, in film and television right. and growing up you know we'd watch friends and we'd watch you know uh, hollywood movies and all this stuff and for me it was just normal that they were all white people you know like yeah. I, but because i was kind of sort of white you know but i th- i find it so interesting that for you it's also the default when you don't look white you know yeah. like, mm-hmm. so it's fascinating that like i want to I, I was feeling guilty like why didn't it hit me later on in my in life that there is no diversity in this stupid movie right. even though i'm hispanic and we you know yeah. everybody i know talks like these and like <laughs> i want that diversity yeah is it is it because and this is just a, a guesstimate like mm-hmm. so uh growing up like just when we're all kids and we're all experiencing let's just use movies as an example right we're all experiencing whatever films we watched growing up especially back when it, like years ago whenever that was we were only shown in this case, white dudes mostly, or white women, we were only shown that. Right. And that even became like that. So when we're younger, before we're even thinking about race, like we're not even thinking about sort of what that means when we're little, we're seeing, oh, well, all the people in Hollywood look like this. This is what Hollywood people look like. This is right. what actors right. look like. Right. And it, is that where it like, could that be the genesis? And obviously there's some, the more messed up shit later down no. the line, but is that sort of where it's like, it's like we in this room, come from and why that is the default like so the way i was kind of i don't know well i want to ask damien like did you as a kid did you watch movies and say oh these are white people movies or you know like you know like oh there's too many white people in that like why aren't there any more black people i didn't really think about it until like and i thought about that question you know when i saw myself or whatever reflected i probably didn't think about race in movies until maybe like I started watching like Spike Lee movies right yeah because yeah. <laughs> then it was like it was a big thing that the news was there's a black director he's making black movies and we're watching these black movies and it's it, it became something of there was some cachet to it you started to feel like you started the the story was you know y'all are underserved you know right. what I mean? yeah. this is your guy you know yeah. what I mean this is the black movie or whatever and then at that point maybe that's what it started to process but I know later on, like when I, you know, is to do comedy, there's certain assignments that I would give when I talk to like certain about certain white people. I say, you know, like you like TV show white, like TGI Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's a certain type of white. You <laughs> yeah. like a white white. Yeah, yeah. It's like Rachel you know from I mean? Friends. Like, or... You know what I mean? Like there's certain white folks that are just like, like regular, you know, yeah. they, I wouldn't yeah. classify them as, oh, that's a, that's, that's as the prototypical white, right. white person. <laughs> right. right. You know what I mean? And, um, but. Back to your thing about default, I think, because I grew up around so many black people, mm. until a little later than, like, in high school, junior high, that was we got more diverse or whatever, but, like, initially, it was just, it was black people, right? So when I did do a default, 
and maybe it wasn't in, it was influenced by Spike Lee or whatever. You started to realize how special mm. or how niche like movies about you were. Right. So when I, but then I, I was like, I like that shit. I like, yeah. there's some power in, I want to tell more of my own stories. It kind of almost feels like a political thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I got to represent for my own people. So when I would write a script, the default would typically be people I knew. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be the, 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 the main character wouldn't be a white guy. It would probably be me or somebody that I knew that was familiar to me. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how I looked at it. So yeah. just to back up, I asked uh, everyone here today to, to kind of, uh, you know, just, just so they had some time to think about it and weren't put on the spot. What was a film or TV show that, that made you think about race for the first time or just made you kind of like conscious of it in a, in a way that like when you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, you don't think about, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden this one particular film, TV show, whatever it was made you think about it. Matt, do you want to, you know, we kind of, well, it's funny you bring up, you know, not watching Saturday morning cartoons because I think honestly a Saturday morning cartoon was what actually oh, yeah. made me uh, think about it, which was captain planet. Okay. Mm. Uh, He's a hero. <laughs> going to take pollution down to zero. I know the whole words. We don't need to go into I was it. going to sing it. Uh, do, do it. No. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> the, um, no, because uh, there was a diverse cast of kids in, in that. Granted, who knows if the voice actors were actually the people that they were portraying. But right. at least that was when I sort of was like, oh, like that. I, that's when the wheels at least started turning. Yeah. And then. It's. <laughs> I was about to say it's interesting, but it's not. Uh, the uh, <laughs> growing up as a white kid. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's but because so the sort of stuff we've set up even beforehand, like it, you know, default and all that stuff. Right. Like there's moments where you realize it, it from where where I'm right. sort of coming from, and then because it's so prevalent, you don't until you start like actually engaging in sort of, I, I, I want to say, and this sounds, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but sort of like the art half of it. Like right. when you, when you graduate from an, uh, watching entertainment, just to right. be entertained to starting to think about what entertainment means. That's right. when like you, I, that's when I really started thinking about it. There were pockets right. like right. captain planet where I was like, Oh, this makes sense. I'm like, why isn't that? But then like, in my little kid brain, it would just go boop because I'm just getting thrown all the, you know, yeah. Yeah, white guy shit. So that was mine. Uh, do you want to just go around, Carolina? Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I think I, I thought about Crash, the movie. Right. Um, just because, because it's <laughs> obvious. Crash, because yeah. it's so obvious, you yeah. know. But growing up, um, mm. acting as a kid in school, uh, we did musicals and all well, musicals are very American. Yeah. And so we didn't think about like... <laughs> We were all a bunch of freaking Colombians doing a Oklahoma? musical. Yeah. So if we're doing Oklahoma, yeah. we aren't like, oh, well, uh, there's one Latino role. So you get to do that. Mm -hmm. And then like the other white role. Sorry, you can't do them. Like we just did all the musicals as us doing them. Right? Yeah. Right. So when I got to college and I started, you know, we started auditioning for things like junior year. They're like, oh, my God, we're going to do Marisol by Jose Rivera. Mm -hmm. Carolina, you would be great for that. Mm -hmm. right. And I was the one Latina maybe in, in my theater department. Baston and and yes, I played Marisol, which was a lovely experience, right? Sure. But it's funny that like all of a sudden it became oh, Caroline would be great as Marisol for the first time. Like that was the one role that I'd be right for. Right. Why wasn't I right for you know like random Lady M or for like maybe I was, but you know what I mean? Like it became about ethnicity instead yeah. of let's. Uh, it could, you know, I could have, you could have been, I could have been right for other stuff too. I mean, right. it was, I think maybe I was random tree on the left a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like it, it was such a specific, for me, it was like, oh, I'm going to start auditioning for Latina roles, not right. just yeah. the lead that could happen to be whatever. So, you know, 
Yeah. And that was, again, my acting career started there. So that's where I thought about it more. But I remember in Crash just thinking, oh my God, they think the wife's a prostitute. Holy cow. Like, or, right, you know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. because it was just so obvious and on the head. And I think that we needed that, you know, because Hollywood has been. So it's not a great movie, Crash. I got to admit, it's not a great <laughs> movie, but it has like some good moments in it. it <laughs> like, you had to let that yeah, rock. I, just, I, just, I was like, like listen. No, no. Crash is not a good yeah. movie. I'm just gonna like yeah, put that he out there. Unhosted his pants. <laughs> and I got to bust my gun. What else don't you like to hear? No, but wait a minute. If you was an Indian Fijian, yeah. you know, <laughs> Kiwi, yeah. uh, still defaults to white characters. Imagine all of white America that just keeps thinking that's the norm. So a movie like Crash that you th- didn't think was that great, still like it needed to be on the nose for people to freaking get the point. Right. Yeah, of course. You but know, they were, imagine but they, but if they we were, are diverse. No, no, no. I, and listen, there are, there are crash surprisingly has some very, very good moments in it. Uh, I just think it's all sounding like backhanded <laughs> compliments to crash. Right. I, I, I think it's a, it's a, look, we're not here to, to debate crash. This is the only podcast about the film crash. We could do David Cronenberg's crash. You know, the, uh, the James Spader film about people who crash. Uh, and now you're just going into shakes. your deep. Now nope, you're just going nope, into nope, your deep all right, dive. All right. Uh, so I apologize. I should, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, and Luda. Uh, it's an interesting moment. Was it Sandra Bullock and Brendan Fraser in that movie? as well. Sandra Bullock was in Speed. No, no, she was in Crash. <laughs> she was in Speed. Yeah, but she crashed in Speed like and then landed in movies. Crash. You can yeah. both be right. Landed uh, in okay. Crash. Um, <laughs> no, that's, uh, I, I think, I, you know, that that's actually a really good reference point as well because I think we're all, you know, like there is a, you, you're right, it has to be on the, if, you, if you've never had to think about it before, it has to be on the nose and, you know, like Crash is a good example because obviously Crash won Best Picture that year and I think it was two thousand and seven, I want to say something like that. Two thousand, maybe two thousand five. Um, um, but you know, that was an interesting year for cinema as well because there was an there was a film that I, I think was a bitter film about representation. That was about a gay cowboy that came out that year, mm-hmm. Brokeback Mountain, that did a much better job of portraying that world in a way that Still didn't feel white subtle. Dudes, though. Still white dudes. With but white st- wives, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, it has to do with the, the topic of the film or the yeah, way yeah. in which the film tells its story that I think that that works. I, I don't want to litigate on Crash. Um, Damien, have you got a, a, a film that you... You know what? Um, I was thinking, I guess film, TV, what, right? I was thinking do the right thing, right? right. Again, mm-hmm. back to the whole Spike yeah. Lee thing because that was the story. That was the narrative, right? Yeah. But then before that, now that I think about it, because that was a narrative. It was like, yo, yeah, look, yeah. getting your look, yeah. right? That was how it was, was very like, meta. listen, black folks, stop crying. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, you start thinking about and it's not anything that is conscious. It's just, you know, because, you know, I, as a kid, you probably weren't thinking about, like, representation. That's yeah, a little yeah, sophisticated. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you would watch different strokes or you would know the black character from every show. You know, yeah. Tootie, you know, <laughs> yeah, man yeah. on, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you vote for the black family on Family Feud. You know, yeah. the black wrestler, you know, love Apollo Junkyard Creed dog. is your guy. You love Apollo Creed because yeah. that's your people. Yeah. But I guess where they had the conversation was like, 
it was articulated was probably with a lot of the Spike Lee movies. She's got to have it. Yeah, um, do the right thing. You know, do the right thing. Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. Mm, yeah. You know, that was definitely on nose. Yeah. So that's, those were probably, especially do the right thing because it was about race issues. Right, right. You know what I mean? You know, so it, that's probably the first time I really looked at it. And then it became like, it became a genre. Right. It was black film. It became a genre. So now it became a movement. He paid a little bit more attention to it. I do want to add though, just as somebody growing up black, you know what I mean? Growing up, I guess in the hood or whatever, yeah. there was this thing where it wasn't enough for you to be black on TV or film, but you had to hold it down. You had right. to represent. Like you had, okay. you couldn't be a cornball. Right. Because then we're not really embracing you. You had to kill that shit. Like you had to represent. And as ambiguous as that is, it is not like it, immediately I can watch a show and I can be like, nah, I don't really identify with him. Oh, she killed it or he killed it. You know, like that yeah. type of thing. Like it's 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 visceral when you see it. You like and not to say black is a monolith because the people that I might be carving out, somebody else could be like, oh, that's me. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But it was just that type of thing. I got you. And okay. I think that was that's what Spike Lee was really good at was that he didn't just display blackness as like one thing. There was like a, a whole spectrum of blackness in that, and especially especially in Do the Right Thing. Um, that was actually, so the thing, the thing for me was uh, I grew up um, pretty much being the only brown person I knew for most part of, uh, I, when we left Fiji, I was one of many brown people. In fact, it was very rare to see a white person. Right. And then when I, when we moved to New Zealand, I was, I was basically the only brown person I know. And, but the thing was, I, I don't, I don't have a hang up about it. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like walking around, you know, all upset about it or anything like that. You know, my friends are my friends, you know, we had, we, 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 you know, got on just as we did. There would be like interesting moments where someone would say something in front of me that they, you know, uh, that I think that they'd never sit in front of a brown person. So they weren't expecting it to like suddenly become a deal. And, and that happened a lot. I've made a film about that. Um, but, but, but do the right thing was actually a really formative film for me, but, but not because of race. I just loved that movie. And I would, and it was a weird thing because I, I think I was the only person I knew that loved that movie. And so I would watch it. I bought like the, the MJ baseball top that Mookie used to have, you know, he had like, uh, uh, and I bought the sneakers and everything. And I was just really into that movie kind of just from, uh, uh, a world point of view. I just, I, it, it felt like, I didn't feel like it was my people or anything like that. I didn't mm. think I was black or anything like that, but I just felt like I love the world of this film and I love what this film is doing. Uh, but the film that really kind of made me think about race when was crash, it was crash. It was definitely crash. It was, <laughs> the, that was the one that, no, it was Malcolm X. And it was, mm-hmm. uh, and there was one scene in right, particular right. in Malcolm X where, where, uh, Malcolm meets like, uh, someone from, uh, the nation of Islam in prison and the guy tell, and I forget the char- the character's name, but the guy tells him like, Hey, let's go to the dictionary and like find out what the word black means in the dictionary. And then, and then let's go find out what the word white means in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where, and, and it was like this thing that I did after I watched that movie, which was that I went into the dictionary and I was like, Hey, this is actually, this is, I've never thought about this, but like, but when, when you say black, you don't 
you don't just mean a black a person with a different pigmentation than you. You're talking, you know, if you think about it in sort of semiotic loaded terms, which is what that scene is about. Black means dark, sullen, soiled, you know, uh, mischievous, evil. If and you're not black. If you're not black. And then if you and then white, contrary to that, means innocent, you know, pure, right. uh, good intentioned. And, you know, like I'm not saying that that's what people are. I'm just saying that that's. You, that's the moment I suddenly started thinking about, hey, when when a character is walking down the street and gets arrested in the crime show I'm watching, they're always black. Why mm. is that? Right. You know, like yeah, yeah. like like just the, the background character is always black and the foreground characters are always white. Like when I watched Sledgehammer as a kid, which is a comedy that I used to love, you know, like there were very few black characters on there. Again, I didn't think that, you know, like there's no characters, you know, with like my ethnicity or heritage in any of this. But but that was the kind of thing that I gravitated towards. And and it, it was the the turning point for me where I started thinking about race in film a little right. bit. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Well, uh, no, 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 my, Matt, I, was, I was Captain Planet. Yeah, Matt was Captain, was Planet. Captain yeah. Planet. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> All the colors of the rainbow over here. <laughs> the power is ours. Um Matt, I didn't know you were a white guy. What? I didn't, yeah, no, no, I, I yeah. maybe assumed you were white, but then like when you were saying we're gonna talk about race and, and film and all of that, I was like, is Matt Latino? Like I didn't know. Uh, I know you from, you know, so New I am, Hampshire. I am from New Hampshire. Right. Uh I am uh Makes you uh, white uh, by default. Uh, exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> if nothing else, just via the snow. Right. Um, I think uh, so. My my uh, background is very mutt. Okay. I have a little bit of almost everything right. in me. I, there's uh, Chinese. There's um, uh, Polish, Italian, a couple other different things. Yeah. Also, uh, six point two five or something percent Native American Blackfoot. Uh -oh. You've uh, done that DNA test, haven't you? Uh, and <laughs> so it's interesting because, like, so. I, I, I've tried to sort of like look into that, but that tribe is extinct. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. <laughs> no Wikipedia page. <laughs> so, like, so something we were talking about now, that's like a great sort of transition into another sort of aspect of this is I've talked about a couple times on this, on this show. Cause we're talking about like, okay, white is currently default and right. just sort of like, Oh, that's just the thing. Yeah. Uh, because I am a bit of, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a super mixed, but just like I'm, I'm a white dude. I don't ever feel like, cause I, so I don't, I don't have a, I always say I don't have a tribe, right? Okay. I don't have, I don't have a heritage cause it was so mixed. Like I can't just be like, oh, I'm Polish. I'm Italian. I'm German. Like it's, I don't have that. My family was never sort of about that. Right. Um, so I'm always drawn like, okay, let's, let's get deep. I, I feel like I don't have sort of like a, a, a back, like a people that I can sort of relate, like relate to. Cause I wasn't brought up that way. Mm. I'm not religious. So I don't have that sort of grouping of people. Right. Uh, and, and weirdly enough, I, I don't like the only sort of, um, grouping that I've ever experienced that I feel sort of a part of oddly enough is sort of uh, like sort of the nerdier side of culture, right. which is why I do comic books and video games and overwatch and like all that just sort of like it's that's sort of been my place where I'm like, Oh, like, that's where I am. That, yeah. yeah. These are my people. Um, and, 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 and those people can be any exactly. color, and, and, any ethnicity. And, 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 and so uh, how do I put it? We've all determined that it's a hundred percent right to have like, as every type of person represented, right? Like that just seems like the best thing to do, right. but also let's even take like morals out of it. Personally, for me, I, I'm bored <laughs> with standard white dude shit. Right. right. I want different, interesting characters. And that's why I'm drawn to sort of different, interesting films, games, etc. Uh, 
hell, and I, I hate to bring it back to Overwatch again, but it's gonna say. But like, that's a reason why. I mean, you travel, Carolina, all over the freaking world, talking to people that this game has sort of touched. And at the end, so Overwatch is a first-person shooter. It's like a team shooter, uh, but that has sort of a minimal story built into the actual game. But they do these animated shorts, which you were a part of, and it, it the the cast of characters in this game are. It's it's amazingly diverse. Yeah. And that's something that I think uh, I'm I'm hoping that even in gaming and even beyond that, people sort of see that and, and be like, oh, shit, like this is touching not just one particular group of like I feel like games a lot of times are marketed towards like fucking uh, like 16 year old white kids. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and, and this is something where like it's like, no, like everyone has latched on yeah. and everyone it can find a bit of themselves, which actually uh, this will bring into another one of your questions before is so how important is it to see yourself in media yeah um i think a lot of people see themselves in overwatch characters i think uh 100%. yeah i just think that's i don't know I, i'm sort of rambling at this point but i think that's unique to gaming though as well because gaming is really about the transference of experience you know like you are being you put in that character you're being put in the place of like doing that character so sure mm. so, and so like but for the most part it has been white, white yeah of course white it has. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. guns like yeah. you know yeah. military dudes and it kind of that Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal right Shaq Fu Shaq Fu yeah that was wow. like, that's the one game street I'm thinking fighter. about yeah. street fighter yep. yeah it's street fighter street fighter made you think about traveling Thailand USSR very quickly oh shit get on a plane but but no I think that's a you know like a really good question is like is it important to see yourself on screen yeah like does it matter growing up i didn't realize that it wasn't important now i think it is a hundred percent important yeah. especially for minorities in the u.s or anywhere once you start seeing a black president thank god obama exists yeah, yeah, yeah. once you start seeing a female president on screen yeah. even even if it's just a television you go I could be that. Like, really, kids are that affected. And when you see little black girls holding up a Barbie that has an afro and geeking out because she finally found herself and doesn't have to play with blonde white Barbie, yeah. that's when you realize how important it is that a fucking doll, right. you know, is telling them, oh, I can be this beautiful. Oprah has a story where she was one of the women who most affected her was this white woman. I can't remember what her name was, blonde. And she just looked at Oprah when Oprah was really young and said, you are the most beautiful little girl ever. And Oprah was like, oh my God, a white woman is telling me mm. I am beautiful. Mm. Because Oprah thought, I'm black, I'm, I'm not as beautiful as she is. Because that's what media tells us, that you're so beautiful. And so right. I think as, especially girls too, because I mean, this is a whole other gender thing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I just, I went to Kuwait just now and I met fans, gamer fans that are female and they're wearing hijabs or burqas. Mm -hmm. And they were, they, they love Overwatch. Like they are, they are hardcore gamers and they're really good. Yeah. And th there's no, you know, hijab wearing character yet in, um, in Overwatch, although there are two Egyptian characters, mm -hmm. but I was just like, Oh my God, of course. Like once you see yourself and you're like, I can be a superhero too. You know, as corny as this sounds, when I see Latina characters that aren't just the immigrant who's here illegally and then is getting deported because she was selling drugs. Yeah. Like that, you know, Maria Full of Grace yeah, I was, was, was say the first Maria Latina character. Yeah. And yes, it's a Colombian movie that like put yeah. us in the spotlight and, you know, the actress is great and all this good stuff. But it was about, you know, being a mule a drug for deal. drugs yeah. right. instead of I'm this Latino who like became a lawyer and I'm kicking ass in the yeah. States, you know? Right. Yeah. 
I, I think that's a, you know, like it is an interesting point. I guess, you know, like, cause I'm coming from a point of view where I, you know, the thing that I notice as well with my family is that like whenever we're watching TV or, or watching a movie or something like that, and there's a Brown character, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what they're doing. It's like, you know, my, my parents will not be interested in this movie, but if there's a Brown character, mm-hmm. that's a reason to like watch the movie. Oh, like, like they will like, they'll shout at me from the other end of the room. I remember in New Zealand, there was this one uh, Indian guy who was like, who played a doctor on this like long running soap opera, uh, in New Zealand called Shortland street. And like, it was just literally like a big deal to watch Shortland street because it was like one of us was on the screen. Mm-hmm. So it really matters. And the, you know, like I was saying that, uh, you know, I've never really experienced, I, I didn't grow up watching myself on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a show right now, which my wife was watching, uh, called saving hope or something like that. It's a, it's a hospital drama. She can, she just watches it just to like, you know, like, because it's like in the back, it's something to watch in the background kind of thing. It's American. It's American. Uh-huh. There's literally a character named Shahir on the show. Uh-oh. And I was like, I've never even heard my huh. name. Uh-huh. Like, I've never heard. Is it a white else. guy? No. Um, <laughs> in- <laughs> white guy, blue eyes. Indian, Shahir Indian neurosurgeon <laughs> with my name. And I was like. Do you know what it is too, though? Is diversity in the writers' rooms right. and the producing That's, rooms? Yeah. You know, a Mindy Kaling, uh, Aziz Ansari, like yeah. all of them doing their thing. And now it's not just, oh, I'm going to show you what my family sounds like. You're it's not going like, to Ashton Kutcher it up, right? Yeah. If, yeah. You know, but and and yes, even even if your parents do talk like that, um, you grew up speaking differently, and, and it's okay to show all the shades of immigrantness that we have. You right. know, right. but once we start seeing that, I think it is it, it's coming from the writers' room yeah. because they're telling their stories that are about about real three-dimensional humans, not just the cab driver who got arrested. Yeah. You know what's the, funny about you know? this, this experience though, like of seeing just for the first time ever seeing someone else with my name, cause I've never seen that before. I suddenly went through this whole process. My brain was like, has this person heard of me? Have they like, have they right. like Google, did they, were they Googling they like- to the podcast? Yeah, well, that's, they, were they Googling like Indian names and like came across my name somewhere? You know, cause I, cause it's so specific. And it's like, and I was like, and then I started thinking about it, like, what's it like being David Smith? You know, like what's it like being David Smith, yeah. uh, you know, I'll like, tell you, I'll tell you, uh, from a Matthew perspective, uh, most characters named Matthew in, in, in movies are evil. Right. <laughs> I was say, do you identify? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing I just watched, uh, which actually this will this be interesting to talk about too. I just watched wind river. Uh, right. yeah, the yeah. Jeremy oh, right. Renner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, the talented Olsen sister, Taylor Sheridan, uh, Mary, like, yeah. uh, uh, no, no, not Mary Kane. Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Elizabeth Olsen. Um, <laughs> The talented, the talented, <laughs> the, 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 the less uh, yeah. fucking rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she took yeah, her talents instead that. of rich. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the impoverished one. Hey, hey, it's they a, were great when they were on that little show uh, of the family. A hundred percent. But they wouldn't come back for the Netflix show because they're too good. Uh, so I just watched. Uh, <laughs> I just watched uh, Wind River. Uh, I got so distracted. I forgot why I brought up wind river. Matthew, what? Matthew. Oh, thank you. Uh, the, so <laughs> like with one of the dudes who you sort of believe is like the, the bad person or someone who like murdered a person, Matthew instantly. I always, whenever I hear my name on screen, they're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, but that's again, that's neither here nor there. I know. Well, no, no, no. But here's the deal. No, here's I'm the deal. No, no, and I know but. my, my thing is irrational. I'm yeah, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a logistical, like not I'm not real. What I'm just talking it's about. It's a big deal. It's such a big deal to suddenly like, and like whenever my wife does this thing, whenever he's on the show, she like, like grabs me by the shoulder. She's like, look, look, here he is. And I was like, and you know, it's this moment where, and I'm like, 
Hey, look. No, that's There's, real. And you feel, yeah. and you feel that and I've shit. Suddenly, and I've like for, oh. for like living my entire life and never having that experience right. to like suddenly have that yeah. experience I, is like, whoa. Is this real. Is, is this what it feels like? Well, Damien ain't the most common name. Well, I mean, you it's got the somewhat. Omen. It's the <laughs> yeah, omen. You got it's the, the omen. only yeah. reference. <laughs> oh, you the fucking omen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like when you go to like these amusement parks and they got the little fake. Uh, license plates with oh, the your Coca-Cola name. names. Or, hey, I'm yeah, sure they got Matthew yeah, yeah, yeah. and probably got Carolina. They don't have no. us. They probably have Caroline, right? But not Carolina. Caroline. Yeah, Carol- Carolina is from. You know, like, that so might be. Caroline. Yeah, they might not have. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I remember. I'm dating myself, but I remember there was a show called Romper Room. Right? Oh okay. yeah. And at the end of Romper Room, she used to look in the camera. And she'd be like, "I see you, Matthew. I see you, Carolina." She ain't never said <laughs> Damien. So when you finally yeah. get that look, yeah, you like. Oh shit! It okay, it, it means happening. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking me. Well, Damien, you're the you're the least antichrist person I know. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I thank got. You. I, I want to play you guys just a little clip from uh, Riz Ahmed, who is oh. an actor who was yeah. in The Night of. Right. Yeah. Uh, he recently went to Parliament. I'm at, in love with it, him. I hope he hears this. Part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I'm sure he's listening in. I met him once briefly in New Zealand. Uh, very, very nice guy. You've met everyone. <laughs> very briefly, like to a point where I doubt he. Talk again. How met. you and Soderbergh are best friends? Oh yeah, yeah. We met that one time. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, uh, Riz Ahmed went to Parliament uh, after the Brexit vote uh, and, and and engaged in a conversation about cultural representation on screen. And and I wanted to play you a clip from this because it relates to I think the roles that he gets offered as an oh, actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 the kind of the things that he the reason he thinks it's important to see not just diversity on screen but representation on screen. So it's not just the case of like tokenism or like, you know, and I think that was my point when I was talking about diversity is that it's not just about like filling a quota or or expanding out from the baseline, but jumping into something where it's actually like, hey, these are the people that live around us. These are the people that live in our lives. So I want to just play you this clip. What's at stake here? I mean, in this age of populism, it can sometimes seem like talking about diversity is kind of swimming against the current, going against the grain. It's, it's political correctness gone mad and all that kind of thing, right? It's, a, it's an added extra. It's a frill. It's a luxury. That's what diversity can sound like. The, the very phrase actually turns me off a little bit. It sounds like there's a, there's a core, a benchmark against which everything is measured. And then there's a little bit of something you could sprinkle on top. A little bit of salt. A little bit of spice. It's uh, something you can live with, but you can also live without. And to me, that really doesn't put into focus how crucial what we are talking about really is. We're talking about representation, not diversity. Representation is not an added extra. It's not a frill. It's absolutely fundamental to what people expect from culture and from politics. After the Brexit vote, hate crimes went up 41%. Against Muslims, they went up 326%. In the 1930s, we had a very similar situation to what we have today. Political polarization, economic disenfranchisement after a big financial crash, rising inequality, systematic scapegoating of certain minorities. What's at stake here is whether or not we will move forwards together or whether we will leave people behind. If you're used to seeing yourself reflected in culture, you really, I really want you to take a minute to, to kind of understand how much it means to someone who doesn't to see themselves reflected back. Every time you see yourself in a magazine, in a billboard, TV, film, it's a message that, that you matter. You're part of the national story, that you're valued. You feel represented. 
Now, if we fail to represent people in our mainstream narratives, they'll switch off. They will retreat to fringe narratives, to filter bubbles online, and sometimes even off to Syria. In the mind of the ISIS recruit, he's a version of James Bond, right? In their mind, everyone thinks they're the good guy. Have you seen some of these ISIS propaganda videos? They're, they're cut like uh, action movies. Where's the counter-narrative? Where are we telling these kids that they can be heroes in our stories, that they're valued? So, so you know, the bubbles can, can don't have to be, like, specifically your ethnicity as well. It can be your country. You know, like, I think if, right. uh, it, you know, if someone from the Ukraine suddenly saw a Ukrainian character in, an Ameri- in right. a big American movie, it would be a big deal. Yeah. So I, I think I think right after even that clip, this is a great time to get to the, the title question the title question of our episode. Yeah. Uh, can Batman be black? Mm. And we're using black as just sort of the as can can Bruce Wayne slash Batman be anything but a white dude? Well, and this this started and I remember you, I, having this conversation when I was a kid with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. Again, I was like the brown kid in white communities. And and the the debate came up about James Bond, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was the you know like I was like why can't James Bond be black right you know and I and and this friend of mine was just adamant he was like he was just like no James Bond can't be black now you got to remember this is time and place context this was early nineties uh, you know well, some uh, people say it still but. yeah yeah exactly but like you know and and even now you have this you know whenever whenever it's brought up that Idris Elba might become the next mm-hmm. James Bond mm-hmm. there's an entire like uproar and I don't know how much of that is 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 just good manufactured marketing you know right. good manufactured protest for the sake of it but 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 that you know like that question is is the the reason i wanted to bring that up is that we're when we talk about diversity we talk about the creation of something new but the problem that i think that happens in representation is that there is a foundation uh that 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 People who aren't um, that are, you know aren't white, for example, have never been invited to take part in in a meaningful way. Right. And so I was curious about that question, like, can Batman be black? And I actually have I, I I'm of two minds about this whole the, this question. And of course, we're just using Batman as a thing because I like the alliteration Batman be black. Mm. Um, <laughs> but but it could be any character. Could Tony Stark be black? Could could Captain America? Spider-Man. Be black. Could Superman? I think someone, uh, you know, someone. Put, what also, pause. It also gets interesting. And if we're going to talk sort of the superhero angle, the interesting part is Captain America has been black. Steve Rogers hasn't been black, right. but Sam uh, Sam right. Wilson and, and, has and become Captain America. And then there's the whole Spider Man with Miles Morales. Miles Morales. So so there's there's the sort of two minds of the entire thing being like because uh, Marvel in particular right now the mantles have passed to different uh, races, ethnicities, orientations of people. Miss Marvel is Pakistan. Danny, uh, the new Iron Man is a 15 year old uh, African American girl. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's like all of these, but they're pockets. new characters. They're new characters. Right. They're not. They're not like Tony Stark is not now black. Right. Right. Now there's two minds of it, and and we've talked about this before when we even had this sort of offline conversation about it. And my and this is I think this is honestly from odd conditioning, and I think a little bit of nerd culture mm-hmm. coming at this is right. I have a thing where I'm like, well, continuity is king. That's sort of in my in my stupid nerd brain. I'm like, well, no, like Spider-Man, Peter Parker is white. So Peter Parker is white. Then the the, but like and then I'm like, oh, well, Miles Morales is half black, uh, half Hispanic so that he can also be Spider-Man. There's no problem with that. Uh, But I've actually like, you know, after I logic through it, 
There was uh, a Max Landis quote uh, <laughs> when he was talking about um, right, his father was teaching him a writing lesson and right. his father asked him, uh, okay, how do you kill a vampire? And little Max Landis was like, oh, uh, stake through the heart, uh, sunlight, uh, side of the cross, garlic, etc." And his dad goes, no, vampires aren't real. You can kill them any way you want. Mm. And that, to me, really struck sort of a chord. Right. Uh, these are fake characters. Uh, right. Bond is not real. Spider-Man is not real. Uh, and so the, the more logical side and the more meaningful side for me for this is while I have this weird sort of lizard brain part in my, in my head about be like, Oh, well this character is this because they've been like this, the actual sort of what I would, this is, a, I'm not calling myself enlightened, but the more sort of intelligent part of me, uh, leans towards, well, no, the importance of the ability of Batman to be black is infinitely more important than this bullshit continuity that's existed for less than like a hundred years. Like it just doesn't matter. Like it does. These are fake things. Yeah. And if, if we have the ability to have, we were talking about like kids seeing themselves in things, Mm -hmm. Bethany towns, uh, a guy code, uh, hair and makeup. Uh, she came on our wonder woman episode and, uh, she's African American. She, uh, she was talking about how she always used to pretend to be wonder woman. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then I think her mother, her aunt or something, I don't want to paraphrase, but like, was like, no, you can't be wonder woman. You're black and it's like that's gotta be crushed like that's fucking off like mm. and i know she didn't probably mean it that way but like right i don't know it's just so i think my vote honestly i mean if, if we're if we're voting yeah uh is yeah these these characters could and should be anything right it's just uh it's it's how do we how do we get sort of mainstream onto that boat. Right. And I think, I think, you know, like the, the, it comes down to something Carolina said uh, earlier when I was talking about the car commercial I was doing, which is that, it, you know, like we think that the audience thinks one way, right. but, but it's actually up to us as creators to like, just lead them where we want them to go. And if we, you know, if it's, if we think it's for the good, then, then we should. Um, do you remember that, uh, that commercial, the Cheerios commercial that came out about either, uh, a, it was a white woman with a black husband or, or a oh, gay right. couple or something. And, and, oh God, people were up mm-hmm. in arms about like, oh, how could be sh- you be showing a biracial couple or something like that. Right. And then they did this experiment where they show the kids like, you, you know, what do you think about this commercial? Oh, it's great. And what do you think about mommy and daddy? Oh, they love each other and they're cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you, do you see any problems with it? Uh, no. Yeah. Like for, for kids, it was like, no, yeah. black mom, white dad, whatever. It's all cool. So like, you know, if we show a kid black Superman, they're not going to be like, the Superman's white. He can't yeah. be black. Like, you know what I mean? I think right. that we, we, if we start showing kids what can be it, for them, it's not an issue. I, I don't want to mess with comic book lovers because I understand that there's this whole like history to it. So I, I can't, I can't. Yes. I think Batman can be black. Right. Um, do, do I understand where they're coming from? No, because I'm not, you know, a huge fan that's been following these comics for years. Right. right. I, I did have a conversation with a friend recently about frozen, uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're making it into a Broadway musical and, um, both Disney and, and Broadway have been toying with making certain characters black and, or, or, you know, diverse, whatever ethnic, yeah. um, for the sake of yes, inclusivity and, and diversity. And then some people are like, but frozen is set in Scandinavia right. and historically they're all white. Yeah. So if I, I do understand that if, if the, if the storyline has something very specific about where they're from, okay, let's not, 
Although I don't think Frozen's about being Scandinavian. But here's the deal. Here's uh, so it, it, to, for me, it's not a big deal. The but. weird thing about that is, and, and I, I, you know, you see that argument all the time about that sort of shit. Like, oh, well, you know, that's not this because it's the stories about this. Uh, we were talking even before we started about Narcos, right? Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about how some of the accents, different places, like they didn't really like focus on stuff. How many times has Hollywood fucked up an accent when it's supposed? To, how many times has every other country had a British accent? Where was the outcry for that shit when that was happening? Like, oh, well, it's it. It's set here, so da, da, da. like no, like they're not fucking giving a shit about that. So all of a sudden, like that's an issue. It's like you right, can't have it right. fucking both ways. Right, right, like right. it's just a very, it's yeah. I think the very part, the the worst part of the culture that I identify with, being these sort of nerdy people, is the is this this like this. Uh, well, this is the way a thing is, and that's how it always has to be. Sort of nonsense to it, and it's just it's bullshit. You can uh, the even uh, there was the fucking movie Dogma. I don't know if you remember that right. Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. It was talking about religion and how um, a, 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 a belief is dangerous because like you can't really change a belief but an idea you can change all the damn time so like I just I, it's to have such because, a hard set thing is dangerous because, right. and, and the thing was Matt when we had this conversation you were kind of more you were leaning more that way I was and then I, I we've since been God three months two months yeah. since we've had it and I've been like no like there's the, I, I get the again I, I whenever I'm saying something that seems dumb or like simply I was like oh my lizard brain thinks this uh, right. uh uh, but it's uh, well. Here's yeah. a, here's a, here's a counterpoint to that, and I and I can't believe I'm going to be the one to bring up the counterpoint. Oh shit! No, no. Um, oh, which is no. Yeah. fuck crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, no. But the the thing that I was thinking about a little bit, and I, you know, I've been doing some reading and and just you know like uh, immersing myself in this idea about representation, and and I and I I started asking this question to myself, and I you know I'm curious about you know how you guys think about it. But the but 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 we've had examples recently of whitewashing. You know, people talk about whitewashing all the time, where characters that were once tra- you know traditionally uh, Asian, black, whatever, suddenly cast ghost in a shell. Yeah, ghost in a shell, for example, Prince of Persia. Uh, you know, Ooh. suddenly played by Jake Gyllenhaal. My, my the most question, Persian man. My question that I started thinking about in relation to like if I was writing the Batman movie. And, and my Batman was suddenly, you know, like say I was doing the Dark Knight Returns and my Batman was being played by Denzel Washington. Do, do, has, this is a, like a circular way of thinking about this, but does whitewashing hurt white people? In the long run, yes, because it keeps you thinking a certain thing is normal when it's not. It right. also, but the thing that I think was interesting agree, about totally it's delusion, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's, it's, and I think, and I think ultimately it does. The other thing that it does is it nullifies historical context from a character, mm-hmm. because as soon as you say Batman's black. And and you suddenly think about the the reason why like I have a mental block for black man uh, for black man black man <laughs> black man <laughs> so, yeah. he's right up there with Blackula yeah, uh, for for Batman being black the reason I have a mental block for that is that the that that Batman's ethnicity doesn't really play a major part in his uh, in why he's Batman Batman's Bruce Wayne's wealth plays a major part mm-hmm. and so and the I, fact he's a sociopath. That, you know, that, that, but that could be any ethnicity, right? You know, so like, but, and here's my point about that is that Batman comes from a place that is sit, you know, um, that, that is traditionally sit in values that are, you know, like Batman was created in 1940, something like that. So it's traditionally sit in values that, that, that suggest wealth is historically 
denoted by by ethnicity. It's 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 there. There's no historical context for black billionaires. No, 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 no. And but I'm gonna get to a point here. I'm getting to a point. I'm getting to a point. <laughs> so so the the thing that I was thinking about is yes, absolutely, Batman can be black. Absolutely, Superman can be Latino. Absolutely, no, um, no, no, not that. Oh, really? Batman can be black. But su- no, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I draw uh, the line. Yeah, Peter, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Where will it stop? Peter Parker could be Pakistani. Um, yes. Whatever, whatever. Did that for alliteration. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all I'm going for here. Um, we're going to be tearing down Washington <laughs> statues yeah, and fucking, exactly. you know, Jefferson. But, where do we draw the line? But I think uh. the thing that's interesting is that whitewashing has 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 reduced the ability to tell nuanced, rich stories. And when you, when you suddenly add ethnicity into it, I think the, the positive that comes out of it is that you start telling stories about, you, you, you start including historical context into a character. Now you can either like choose to like write a historical context that that ignores the past, you know, that that ignores that the civil rights movement happened in 1960s and that Batman's parents would be, you know, would would, would 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 not, you know, wouldn't have this generational wealth that we would expect them to have. You could kind of just write past that and ignore it if you want to. Or you can embrace it full on and you tell a richer, fuller story right. about Batman. Well, I, I was just going to say, it's all made up anyway. <laughs> it is all, it is so, all time, but- Right, right. So like, so it... So let's show a rich black family in the 1940s. Why fucking not? You know, yeah. like I don't see what... It's all made up. It, you know, Here's all the of converse it is- to that then that, that, that might jump out of you. Can Black Panther be white? No, because it's the opposite problem. Yeah, that's so I was we thinking are, that too. We are we are fighting against history and how everything's been like white power for for you know so many years. So so that's where it turns racist, where it's whitewashing again. So if, that's right. the thing. If everything right. was on an even playing field, right. right? Then Black Panther could be white. Exactly. There was it's, no need for a Black exactly. Panther. Yeah, right. Black Panther Fine. probably wouldn't exist. If everything right. was on an even exactly. plane. No, it, but it would. It would just be, it would, it would, it, because it'd just be everything across the board. Right. Thank you. That's uh, exactly what it is. Yeah. If we started on, a, on an equal playing field. But it's not. But, sure. Yeah. But and, Black Panther came out of the fact that they were no, there was no representation of right. like African-American yeah. characters. So if everything was even and like black, Batman was black and Superman was Latino and there were a few white characters and, and we had this sort of nice sort of melting pot, Black Panther may not exist. True, but then, but, but, but there'd be a different be character need, that fill that role. Yeah. There wouldn't be need for it because we're already representing everything, yeah. you know? Uh, uh, Damien, even as a, as a not sort of comic book head, right. with, as far as the Black Panther movie, like, uh, how have you seen the trailer? Did you ever get a chance to look I at it? I saw the trailer. Yeah. Uh, Wait, that's so racist. You're asking the black dude about Black Panther. Yeah, yeah I gotta say, yeah. dude, you had it's it. obligatory. <laughs> well, no, 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 but it's not racist. That's I'm just kidding. obligatory. I'm ki- no, no, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Gotta do it. No, because my point before I sort of asked the question was from even from my perspective, from my frigid New Hampshire perspective, right? Uh, it's the most interesting just Marvel world that I've seen it's because a it's different. Right. It's it's a it's a gamble, but at the same time. I, like I love the Marvel movies, right. but even she, and Shahir is going to love that. I'm going to say this. They, they, they do start to sort of bleed a little bit together based on like, Oh, it, Dr. Strange is a white guy surgeon who does a right. thing and gets powers. Iron Man's a genius billionaire playboy, white guy philanthropist who right. does his thing. So like to see something just different out there is, is far more interesting to me as a concept. Uh, I, I just, I well, actually side note. Let me go back. You said you thought it was a gamble. Well, I was, you know, I was I listened to I was listening to a podcast 
actually was I, I was listening to some podcast and I'm trying to figure out who it was. I don't yeah. I can't remember, so I don't want to discredit anybody, but it was somebody that that deals in um that it works in Hollywood. Sure. And they were very excited about Black Panther. I forget who the fuck it was. <laughs> and they were like, yo, shout out to Ryan Coogler. I'm calling this for him already because he's going to win. But at the same time, he was like, it's a gamble because if this shit don't go right, well, right. everybody's like, well, Marvel has done well historically. The only thing yeah, yeah. that was different was all these black folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, so, the, the hit of Marvel actually came out, uh, the Marvel comics, right. and said something to that effect when the, when the sales sales monthly sales were were down and and his comment and again you know yeah i want to couch this and like you know it's probably taken out of context yada 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 <laughs> was that what he said what the market research is telling us people don't want diversity anymore but they, see that's bullshit or, or, yeah, they, or they, they have too much diversity people don't want and this is the sad truth of it people don't want comics anymore that's the real that's thing about probably it. the thing it, about it. is it why is comic-con so big all over the world comic-con isn't comics anymore Comic-Con is all films and television and toys and nonsense. They they push every year. New York Comic-Con, I go every year. The artists, Artist Alley, where the actual comic book writers and illustrators live, is pushed to the far back because Game of Thrones is coming out or like stuff that sort of fits into that world. Wait, if we're talking about movies that are being made that we don't want diversity, everyone still wants comic book movies. Yes, but see, so Marvel was talking about about sales of comic books. Oh, comic books. I'm sorry. I thought you Marvel was doing this initiative. Like I said, they were were sort of just... Shuffling the deck, changing ethnicities of characters, right. passing the mantles, etc., and then it wasn't selling well. Well, spoiler alert: it wasn't selling well beforehand. So right, it's not right. that. That's not the right. reason. Even if they sort of say it's the reason, uh, the the interesting thing is, uh, as far as it being a gamble, like well. I, Oh, you're saying sorry. Well, back to the, I just want to. Well, one I want to credit it was Will Packer. Okay, okay. Uh, Will Packer's executive producer of a bunch of movies. Think like a man, part one, two, the gospel, bunch of that. But he's been winning. Girls Trip. He's yeah. been yep. winning. He's a, a hugely successful black Hollywood producer who is ludicrously successful. Ludicrously, ludicrously successful. But he still, it's still when he, like when they bring in these big numbers, it's still like, wow. It's still this whole fucking thing. But back to your point of People don't want this. I totally believe people don't know what the fuck they want. Yeah, people don't you know. know. That I mean? is people also don't true. never know what they wanted till they get it. Like, oh shit, this is what I wanted. But they didn't know they wanted that. They didn't yeah. they were presented. Dude, I with didn't some know dope I shit. wanted to see a gazillion women fighting right. in, in Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. That scene is kick ass, and everybody talks about it because yes, it's historical. I had never seen women kicking ass like all only women kicking ass like that. Yeah. You know, and so then you it gotta rack historical. your brain and go back. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't see. No, I ain't see. Was it a historical? No, no, no. It was a woman's fight it, that it, I missed. It, it's <laughs> historical in the sense that, like, Nobody, it was a moment. It's, it was nobody has ever seen. I don't know. It's twenty minutes of oh, okay. historic women cinematic historically. Oh, yes. yes. didn't actually exist in history. Right. Okay. Historical in that it happened yeah, yeah, yeah. in two thousand. Like, damn, exactly. what, what, where's that <laughs> island? Did I take? How do I get but, to that so island? And then I'm just like. I want to see chicks fighting like that more. Right. And I loved the movie because the editing was also different. It, the action was was edited differently. And I enjoyed it yeah. more than I enjoy other action movies. Because as a chick, that's how I like those fights going down. And they were really badass, yeah. too, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm getting, this is my feminist self saying <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it was, it was, it, it is crazy that we'd never seen that before. Well, it's, and right. it's, so it, many people enjoyed it. It's so interesting because we're like, again, people were thinking, oh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's a gamble because it's a, 
because it's a female-led superhero movie. Oh, my God. Directed by a woman. Directed by a woman. And then it was a huge financial success. People are saying the same thing about Black Panther. You know what? It's always a fucking game. Yeah, that's the thing. And and going back to sort of what you you said, Damien, it's no one knows what they want. I'm so sick of fucking... this is, sorry, go. This is a new podcast. We're literally uh no. The uh no one knows what they want. I'm I'm very sick of focus groups and right. all this stuff and worrying about what the demo will be and oh well how many I mean it's funny you brought up even YouTubers before like oh we need to get some sort of social influencer involved in this or blah blah blah. Yeah. No, no you fucking don't. Make good shit then tell people about right. your good shit. Right, right. You're right. trying to get free advertising based on people that already have followings depending that's a different thing but it's like th- just uh, we, I was having this conversation with one of my executives at the show I'm working on right now just make something good yeah. Right. Yeah. and it can be anything Thing. Sorry, but that, I think that, good that, art is a risk all the time. Yeah, totally. Back to your comment about like, uh, you know, uh, well, if you know, if nobody goes see Black Panther, then uh, well, fuck, no one see, no one see black black movies. Um, <laughs> it could be the if, case that Black if, Panther is just a bad movie if no one right, wants to see it. Right. But 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 people are gonna blame it on the black aspect. Yeah, or right. if Wonder Woman was a flop, you know what? We just can't have female directors anymore and female leads. And but but if there, I don't know another Marvel comic movie that flopped about like some white fucking like superhero but <laughs> you know what i mean you don't say oh it's because there was a white dude as yeah. a lead well, i guess actually, we don't make any any more of those you know what's interesting si- sorry side note the the last ghost sort the, of flop ghost in the shell flop goes in the shell flop because flop that, for that yeah. reason but also uh so the netflix series they're doing the whole thing iron fist is a tip it's it, it just, they should have never make, kept him white like he's a character who's like well, a white Asian, dude that right? crashes. Oh, yeah. no he's not he's, he's white in the comic oh, okay. but it's that antiquated like we 70s don't live shit in that time like it's like oh he crashed in the uh, this monastery with monks and they trained him and now he's the best kung fu the white guy's the best kung fu guy they right. made this show, Danny Rand being white. There's no reason he had to be white right now. Like right. it would make way more sense otherwise. And they kept it. That's the first sort of Marvel intr- intrinsic sort of flop. Mm. So, but and also in humans that just came out is getting real shit reviews. So what, what the, the I'm actually, this is kind of strange, but I'm like, I'm glad those are flopping right. because if everything was successful up to black Panther, then for right. whatever reason, black Panther wasn't a success, right. then they'd blame it on the black aspect of it. But I, if, if black, Panther flopped. People were like, "Well, it's black." It's like, look at fucking Iron Fist. Look at Inhumans. Right. These are just—they didn't make it right. right. I think they're gonna make right. it right, personally. I hope so. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, you know, I fuck with. I'm not the biggest comic book fan, right? But I do appreciate the fact that they got Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah, involved. writing Black Panther. They yeah. got Ryan Coogler. They got they got people that are dope involved. Yeah, I I will say this as a black person. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go ahead and see it. But I know in the black community, it'd be this this type of marketing, which kills me, where it's like, now you know this is a black film. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's and like, be, it's like get out the, there and vote. Hip hop on the trailer. You better go like, ahead now. Yeah. You got to represent now. Yeah. Oh, There'll be someone uh, raising the black fist exactly, in the trailer exactly. just to like signal to everyone, hey, this I'm is just us. happy that it's a lot of black people winning. I'll tell you this, speaking of just representation mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, people like you on I just saw I'm late as fuck but I just saw Girls Trip right and that movie's black as fuck right right and And I uh, hear it's fantastic that shit is great (laughs) it's a good ass movie people are baffled oh my goodness four lead black and and why blew the other one out of the water it blew the white uh, the the white white version of it out of the water it blew Bridesmaids it blew the uh, oh party Rough Night night. shout out to Rough Night yeah 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 blew them out the water it was like but the shit was good and the thing was it was so black yeah like it was black, like it 
whole the whole movie took place at Essence Festival, right? Which is black, <laughs> which is the blackest yeah. thing. You know what I mean? But I love it because it 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 celebrated in a well, way yeah, that it's showing you guys part of your culture. You know, right? Absolutely, but it's not just showing us; it's, it's showing, showing the world. Like it's a right, movie like that in, everybody in, can in see. In terms of representation, though, you're right. seeing something that you would go to essentially, which is also part of it. Like, of course, the rest of the world can right. see it, but you know what I mean? Like when you see your shit up there, you're also like. You're like, okay, they get it right. But to that point, because it's always, it always feels weird. I don't feel racist about it because I'm not a white guy. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I Wait, you're not a, you're not a white guy. Nah, nah. But I get back to the, well, you know, I'm trying. (laughs) But it goes back to the whole thing. Like when, uh, I always feel weird, conflicted about this. Like when you see, like, for instance, you were saying, like, I don't see a whole lot of Indian people. And like you see the big sick, right? Yeah. And I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we talked about the big sick. I'll go, show. I'll think about my Indian cats. I'll think yeah. about Akash. Oh, I'll yeah. think about, Shout you know out what to mean? Akash. Like when I see, I, and I love Ali Wong to death. She, you know yeah. what I mean? I've known her forever. When I see her kill with Baby Cobra. Yeah. Not only am I telling the world, but I'm like, yo, in particular, let me tell my Asian folks. I don't know if you know about Ali Wong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always weird. It's like if your white friend is say, hey, right. have you, you seen you Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Your people are making strides. It's, but, um, it's, it, I think I think it, you you hit on something that's kind of like really important though in all of this conversation, which is that you know in the case of Black Panther, it's got Tina Hazy Coates. You know, uh, I, I don't know if he's actually writing the movie. I know he's writing some comic books. He wrote the comic books. I don't know if he's writing the movie. I don't know if he's writing the movie, but. Ryan Coogler as well, right. directing it. And and I think the thing that's really important, and I'm going to relate this to a personal story of mine, is this sense of like authenticity in the creation of the pro- of the project itself. Right. And and that I think the problem is we think that only goes as far as the director writer. Right. And it actually and I think it goes much further and deeper than that. It goes to the like the producer, the studio. Right. Uh, and Chris Rock used to have like a great line about this. Was like you know like what because if you look at statistics, for example, um, the USC uh, School of Media Diversity and Social Change like m- measure how many you know what ethnicities are being represented. Right. And the one that's historically really underrepresented is Hispanic in film. Like there are three mm. of the uh, 4,000, four and a half thousand films they reviewed, uh, three and a half, 3.1% were Hispanic compared to 17.8% of the pop of the actual population. Right. And, and one thing Chris Rock was talking about was like, why is it there are no Hispanic people working in film and television? Like, why, why is it such a small number? Like, are are you telling me that they, that, that Hispanic people can only do janitorial duties, you know, like, and, and is that it? And he was like, you know, like if we start thinking about it differently, you might, I think the phrase he uses, David Giffen could be like mopping your floor right now. And David Giffen is the former head of DreamWorks, you know, but like, we don't think about, um, people being represented that way. The thing I wanted to mention was that, was that authentic, like what people I think are looking for regardless, you know, like that question of like, um, what is, uh, what is it people want? I think what people are looking for at the very core of it is authenticity. Like they, even, even if you, you know, like, like if, if I'm watching, um, Manchester by the Sea, right? Which is a fairly <laughs> there are white, my there are my people, yeah, <laughs> fairly white movie. What I'm looking for though, and what I respond to in that movie is a sense of authenticity. Right? right. I'm like, no, this is really this person's people. It, it was know? authentic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 the 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 thing that you know, like again, I think I'm I'm I've pointed to like two or three things that I think uh that 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 I think are faults in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I directed a film that was entirely in Spanish. Um, that was set in the Dominican Republic. La Lotteria? La Lotteria, yeah. yeah. And and I 
And I did that thinking I could do that. You know, I was just like, okay, you know, like, uh, I- I'm going to make this story Spanish and I'm going to, you know, and I, and I have a couple of producers with me and we were going to go film in the Dominican Republic and we did it. Uh, but, but in the end we couldn't. And, and the one thing I always think about is that we cast, um, we cast a Puerto Rican actor as the lead mm-hmm. and we cast, uh, a, a, a Spanish, uh, a Spanish Swedish girl who was, who, you know, uh, 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 she was mixed race, uh, as, as the female lead. Mm-hmm. And it was this interesting moment when we showed the film to people. So for people who weren't Dominican, you know, like just accepted it as a different language and the Dominican Republican were like, okay, yes, this is, you know, true. And I, and I would say like, because the story itself was personal that I think they responded to that and glossed over the thing. But whenever we showed it to Dominican people, they immediately right. without fail, without fail we're like wait a minute this 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 doesn't make any sense this girl this girl is not dominican and and it was and it it was you know and it was like and it was a sudden wake-up call for me it was like now the the tricky thing here was that in the casting process the the girl we cast wonderful actress um really was the best person right she really like we we did have a dominican actress who came through and we tested her with the guy and with with our lead and the chemistry just wasn't there and and when we tested uh, this uh, the actress that we had the chemistry was there she was a wonderful actress it really just made sense but i but i but what I did was I had kind of made something that I wanted to be authentic and true mm. into something that wasn't true because of the process. Sure. Right. And, 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 and I think, you know, like what happens there is that the process doesn't, the process right now is set up. If, if in Hollywood, if having Ryan Gosling in your movie means that means that you will get like probably $50 million back on your box office. That's why La La Land, which should be a minority cast. Will he be saving jazz? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Where, you know, a film like La La Land should be a minority cast of unknowns. But if you can cast Ryan Gosling and, and know that you've got a big box office drawer, then that's what you got to do. And I, and, I, and I think that's what the historical, I've been reading a lot of bell hooks this week. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the historical, you know, the context that she puts it in is like cl- white supremacy right. is, is, is not just like outward, like Nazis marching on the street kind of thing. It's this, it's a, it's a system which is set up to enable uh, one group to succeed versus another. And, right. the, and, and, you know, that goes back to the Malcolm X black is right. this, white is that. And I think, you know, like the, the, while we, you know, we can, we can all kind of rally around the idea of, of uh, black Batman. We can, we can totally, we, we all can get behind that. But if, if there's an economic argument that says black Batman will make $30 million less than Christian Bale, Batman, you know, which is so. Which, why aren't we choosing a, a black actor that's you know just as successful? It still wouldn't work. No, yeah, because no. because the, because black actors don't have the opportunity to be as successful. You know, like but black, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The and, system set it up that and way. And yeah. the way that the system, and again, this is <laughs> if we could run it, uh, just sort of in 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 closing, it's like. Okay, the system is set up that way 100%. We've we've determined that. Uh, the, the interesting thing that I find is this excuse of like, oh, black black Batman would make like if we're looking at the at the hard line of how the world is right now, black Batman would make 30 million dollars less. Let's just say that was a yeah. number that the studio came up with and that's their excuse as to why. Right. Well, here's a fucking idea. Uh maybe it, it that that's coming from a place of not only uh 
you know, uh, inherent sort of favoritism to one side, but also a, a side of laziness. That's a side of laziness right. on the production side and the producing side and, and the advertising side. Oh yeah. Because it's all about marketing, because you can, we, we've proven our entire, the United States marketing system has made us think we need so much shit right. very quickly. Right. I watched a hilarious thing on cracked the other day about milk. Like it was an honest sort of milk commercial. Yeah. And it was like how it's just milk. Th- th- we've just, been convinced that like oh it's it's good for your bones and like mm-hmm. no it's it's fucking not so like we've been able to market all this shit all you have to do is just market it oh, and yeah. you can do it but the truth of the matter is because of all of the intrinsic uh, uh you know racism or however you want to sort of put it they're not going racism and laziness right. <laughs> bell hooks is an interesting she calls it white supremacist Capitalist patriarchy. Sure. That, yeah. So because of that, yep. that's why they think they can use these things. Because if you if you think about it on a base surface level, like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It's not going to make the money. No, it's not going to make that money based on your current model of how you do shit. And if you just twisted it a bit, you'd spend the same amount of money and make more money back. Like it's, yeah. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying is that there are exceptions to the rule, but the rule still exists. And the rule exists for a reason. And that's not to say that the rule shouldn't be broken, but I'm saying... It's this case, you know, like uh, Barack Obama talked about when he was trying to implement Obamacare, that the wheel can only be turned a few degrees at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's a tricky thing to grapple with because it means that you're incrementally failing each time as well. And that's, you know, like, like me as a parent and a writer, every time I default to white, I'm incrementally failing. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, and, that, and that's, that's the kind of the, the, the takeaway that I wanted to bring to this conversation is, is that I, I think as a writer, as a director, I should think about these things, but I also know that I work in a commercial economic environment that doesn't, that most oftentimes doesn't permit me the, either the power or the, or the time or the efficiency to actually implement these ideas, you know, like, um, but maybe that's just laziness on my part. I don't know. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a curious place to be in the, like coming up with, coming up, uh, um, against the, you know, coming to the field with the optimism and hope that you have for a black Batman and realizing sometimes that the world isn't ready, not because it doesn't want it and doesn't realize it doesn't want it, but that the wheel that the world turns on isn't going to move at your speed. And that wheel is manipulated yeah, by yeah. a lot of hype and by a historical lot of context fear as well. and shit. You know that's not going to work. Yeah, but if you don't try it, it'll never work. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? So if you 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 spew this narrative that you know black Batman ain't going to work because black folks don't like to see superheroes and shit like that, it, people will be like, ah, you know what I mean? But the thing is, if, unless you try, and then what's funny is the response to when it does well, <laughs> it becomes, oh no, it's an this exception the to the rule. Yeah, yeah. Even though this be like the sixth or seventh mm. black movie that has opened well, or whatever yeah. type of movie that has opened yeah. well that strays from the norm, is people are, you know, like it is when you, when you are, to, if you talk about white supremacy, if you're considered the norm, and you got to see that to other people, mm. that's threatening. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what about white folks? Nobody want to see white movies no more. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. It's enough people for everything. It's just yeah. right, marketed right. well. This is America. That's what we do. Well, also, I, I mean, I heard you say twice or three times that you are never going to see your people on screen. 
I and think I think I I think what I was saying was that I haven't seen them haven't. yet. Yet, right? Hopefully. And but <laughs> you will put them on screen. Do you know what I mean? Like I I'm being like oh, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But you know I do I do think it's changing slowly yeah. and like. The day I start like producing for real, mm. not just my iPhone and my iMovie <laughs> editing skills for YouTube, yeah. you know, I'm going to put a friggin' Hispanic at the lead of something. You know what I mean? And she might be half Colombian, half Spanish, half whatever. And yours is going to be Fiji mixed with India, you know, yeah. Kiwi. So I think that because we are the mixes we are, and then we, we write these characters, we're going to be putting them on screen and, you know, and slowly we, we evolve and it's taken forever. And there are still a ton of stereotypical things happening and it's still a white male old person run, you know, entertainment industry, but you know, slowly I'm seeing little, little light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. 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 We have to Guys, do that. We did it. We did it. Did we, we fix it? Did we, we fix, fix it? it? We, we fixed, fixed the world. Yay. Yeah. We fixed racism, guys. Well, this <laughs> thank you. This hopefully has not been the only podcast about representation in Hollywood. No, uh, that's a no, good sentiment. Yeah. Um thank you, Damien, Carolina. Thank you so, so much, much for, for coming here. on. And indulging you. in this Thanks conversation. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh Carolina, when you are not hacking the planet, where can folks find you? Uh, I'm on, I, I lately Instagram a lot. It's my last name, Ravasa and Twitter. I always put all my stuff up there. Carolina Ravasa on Twitter and please follow my YouTube channel. Hispanglo-Saxon because I'm a Hispanic and an Anglo-Saxon. And you talk about basically everything that we've been going on about for this last hour or so. I still love in the intro of every episode. It's, uh, uh, this is Carolina. (laughs) Carolina. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mr. Lemon? Uh, well, what you find me at? I got. Uh, well, I'm on hosting True TV's Comedy Knockout. We coming back new episodes. Yeah, I got a web. I got a web series. I got a. I do have an old web series. D Lemon in the morning. You should check that out. So I ahead. love. Yes, good looking out. I appreciate that. But yep. I got a podcast called In the Conversation. Which Me and my fantastic. man Ali Muhammad. Man, thank you. I appreciate it. We come out every Wednesday. This Wednesday we got uh, Rob Power. Who directed the finale of Power? Talk. Oh wow, so it's a good one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What Rob about- Hardy. I'm sorry, I said Rob Power. Like, Rob Power. Power. Yeah, I was like, this is Rob Hardy. Party. The, the, the the producer must have been like, this is the guy. This is, this is, this is the guy. Is <laughs> That's and- how Lucas Cage started directing. Kill Luke Cage. And <laughs> Shahir, where can I had something for you and I lost it? Where can people find you? You buddy? can find me at shahirdowd.com. That's H A H I R D A U D. Robot music videos coming out September 15th. Uh, What's can- it actually called? I know it's not called Robot. It's music called video. Automatica uh, by Nigel Stanford. You can find it at his website www.nigelstanford.com. It's the coolest fucking thing. It's so fucking... I hate blowing smoke up his ass because he's already a little... A little bit. But it's, it's wonderful. And we we will have a special episode to, to accompany that. That is true. Uh, which will be a lot of fun. More special than this one? I I think this is pretty fucking special. This is, pretty good. This is the ludicrousest specialist video. This is the specialist ludicrously... This is the most ludicrously specialist... Hilarious. Hilarious. Represented. Represented. Diverse ethnic. There you go. Matt. Where can you polysyllabically tell us where you exist? Wow. Uh, you, I, you can do that at my website, Matthew Kroll, M-A-T-T-H-W-K-R-O-L.com. You can find me, uh, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z, on Instagram or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Also, you can find all of our stuff from the only podcast about movies at onlymoviepodcast.com, or you can email us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. I, I, we really want to hear what the Talk audience so has to fast. say about this episode. Yeah, please write us in. Let us know what you think. Tell us if you think Batman uh, can be black or could be anything, and then uh, we will argue with you if you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because we came to a consensus right away, which I think is what you do when you're with 
you know, when you're with other people, it's like you might have an you might have an unpopular opinion on your own, but when you're with other people, you have not only that. It's just ideas, man. It's just I, I mean, we talked about it. It's just it's talking through shit, and you realize where you're right and where you're sort of wrong from a humanitarian standpoint. All right, all right. Here anyway, we, New York City, one film. The film has been chosen. The film is Spike Lee's Crooklyn. Oh, nice. As as I voted, so we will try to have an episode about that. If we will you see do Crooklyn, it. Crooklyn, please write us in. Thank you, everyone listening. Thank you, Damien, Carolina, for coming. Thank you. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.